last year we recorded on Memorial Day and we opened it with the podcast that's having a very confusing Memorial Day. <laughs> Part it's two. A year, it's a year later. It's our 50th episode. We're at a half century and we're still having conversations like this where we're waiting on one of our co-hosts for almost 15 minutes. We call the answer <laughs> the phone. Sup? What's going on? Nothing. <laughs> what are you? What are you up to? Just in this Zoom, trying to record the 50th episode of the Belligerent Peeves podcast. <laughs> I didn't want to shame our, our fellow co-host, but it is Betty. Betty is the one who thought we were meeting at 7.30 Pacific time. <laughs> Uh, and should be in the Zoom uh, in in just a a couple of minutes. Um, but anyway, JP and Terry are here. <laughs> We've just been waiting qu- quietly in the Zoom for 15 minutes. We haven't been we have not been discussing any diabolical plans or any no diabolical plans or diabolical plants. Nothing diabolical of the uh, organizing or gardening variety. Neither things. What about the drift system variety? Diabolical oh. drift system. Yeah, we always had diabolical drift systems. I'm rocking, uh, for the first time on the show, I think, the uh, shooting shirt from this year. Because I saw it. Cool. It's not a Belligerent Bees merch, but it's it was the sort of just the Nike go-to shirt that like every team had at the end of the season. Oh and right, yeah, it's a good look though for for our team, our men's team that went three and twenty eight, and our women's team that had a nice run in the NIT. But every single year, I don't buy the shirt, and then I regret it. And I I really well, wish how, I gotten the how always do you feel this year. One. This year, it's, it's it's a nice shirt. It's a, it's the one that says "Ball In" because it, and like it's uh, the B is orange, so it's like a play on "All In," but also the ball is in. That or is a, it actually was a clever the- wordplay from Nike? Oh, but it's also in. ballin'. Yeah, but isn't the in orange? So really, it just says yeah. all bin. It's his <laughs> or bin all. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> I really wish I had gotten the Just Us Beeves one from the Elite Eight run. I really like that one. And also at the year 2016 when we made the tournament with GP2, I believe that was the year it just said always repping and then just had the logo. Mm-hmm. And even though every other Nike school had the same thing, it was just a dope shirt. I still have like my Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Pac Twelve champion right. shirts in the drawer, and I was like so. I just saw them the other day, and I was so excited when I got them, yeah. and I was wearing them throughout. And then I'm like, next season, I can't wait to wear these all year. And I don't think I wore it once. <laughs> That's what those shirts do. And I know you had a ritual for a long time of always buying every playoff shirt when it came out. And for your teams, like the Giants and the Warriors, that worked out really well. So I uh, decided my to wallet. Do the same thing. <laughs> and now I have a lot of shirts of like the Twins making the one game playoff. <laughs> I have like four one game playoff Twins shirts that it just it's because it wasn't technically the playoffs. They just say postseason. <laughs> it's not nearly as exciting. There's Benny with the good. I'm block. here. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Right on time. I was playing MLB the show. I got inspired by watching Oregon State this weekend. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. At least that's a good that's a good reason. Is your creative for, player for being, Jacob like, Melton? Uh, <laughs> do you no, say do I, you have uh, a I, Jacob doing... Melton creative player and say fuck you Terry Horseman every time you hit a home run with him? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did Diamond Dynasty and I had uh Nick Madrigal has been uh smoking home runs off my pitchers today so far. So I guess that, that's it's okay. good. Yeah. 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 I yeah, mean it's good. not good for you, but also it's made up. It's made up Nick Madrigal. Yeah, I don't feel bad. About I want it. I want real Nick Madrigal and made up Nick Madrigal to have all of the real and made up success in in existence. <laughs> we so should get made that, up that Nick Madrigal on the pod. Yeah, Benny, <laughs> let's work let's work that out somehow. He doesn't he doesn't talk go, a lot. We need to go into your show. Well, I've already welcomed the listeners to the show, Benny, and I guess now we're welcoming you to the show. Happy Memorial Day, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Happy, Happy Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Happy Memorial Day to all of our listeners. Uh, thank you to uh, the, the men and women who have, uh, have uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, for in service to our country. Uh, thank you uh, specifically to Ranger Jojo Hedberg. Uh, veteran in the uh, belligerent beeves discord and patreon and one of, one of our uh, favorite listeners uh, and and followers of the pod shout out joe uh no you're you're listening to this uh sometime on uh you know the the week of may 31st um we've got a lot of exciting things going on both diamond sports related that's probably all we're going to get into uh, on this evening's episode, we will hear from our friend Mike Rooney, who you probably saw killing it on the ESPN2 That's selection right. show. He was just today. crushing it. He was so good. He put a fur coat on at the end. I wasn't really sure what that bit was for, but I, I it's like a, it. It's a yeah. recurring thing. It's it's for... It's for their, like, their, like, their bit player that they... That's, like, their guy, right? Tennessee? Like, no. I thought it was Tennessee related because he put it on in re- in relation to like oh it's the Tennessee or the uh the field the coat once belonged to Franklin Tennessee and you can only <laughs> you can only get it by killing the guy who wears it so it's Mike Rooney saying he met Franklin Tennessee out one night and he him being in possession of the coat you can uh fig- figure out the details there I'm just kidding I, as far as I know Mike Rooney has not killed anyone named Franklin Tennessee or anyone else he seems like a very you know top quality individual so sorry about that confusion mike and thank you for joining the show we're, we're excited to play our interview with mike rooney later uh, how are you guys doing uh, did you have a nice nice long long weekend we recorded this on uh monday uh may 30th uh at 7 20 p.m pacific time so just memorial day weekend's coming to a close uh, did you guys do anything fun i watched a lot of oregon state baseball <laughs> No kidding. Oh there was a lot of there was a lot of Oregon State baseball. Yeah, and just a lot of Pac-12 baseball. You, you know how um like on some days Comedy Central will just have like twenty straight hours of The Office playing. I felt like that's, it was that way on on Pac-12 Network, but for Oregon State, I feel State like that's UCLA ev- that's every day. I did watch an episode of The Office today because I was just waiting and I had like twenty minutes to kill. And the Casino Night episode of The Office was on from season oh. two. Oh my god! I, I thought you were saying you had twenty minutes to kill at the casino. So you just pull out your phone and watch The Office. Hey, I try not to gamble anymore. I'd rather watch The Office at a casino than do anything else. <laughs> you yep. just gotta pull penny slots. Free drinks, penny slots. The super secret producer of Skinder. When we were in uh, South Shore Lake Tahoe, Terry, you were there. You were you were snowboarding, but uh, 
Skins and I spent our time at the penny slots, just pulling pulling back, man, and getting free free Coors Lights. I think I think he got down to like ten cents and climbed back to like four dollars. It was yeah. an amazing accomplishment for our dedication <laughs> to reward our dedication. Because that that gets you like another two hours of drinking. If you get back up to four dollars from ten cents, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you if you do it slow enough, you could probably make a whole day out of that. That would yeah. mess me up because if if you if he was playing penny slots and it went from ten cents to four dollars, in my head I'd be like, if I put a dollar in there instead of a penny, it would be like four thousand dollars. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to withstand that that uh, um, the urge desire. to put, yeah. Your, oh, right. next, your next poll would have been for a dollar, and then it would be gone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no Coors Lights for me. Yeah. Uh, so this is why we don't gamble uh, more heavily. Um, I was uh, – w- we'll get into more uh, baseball stuff, but I was, I've just been looking for accommodations for, for Omaha. Not to jinx anything, but it's just one of those things. If you want to book everything the second your team clinches a spot – you're good fucking luck. So uh, there is right across the river in Council Bluffs, Iowa, which is only like eight minutes from uh, Charles Schwab Field. There is there's like a new Caesars Casino, and I was like, ooh, maybe that's not super expensive. But I, I couldn't figure out their website, uh, like finding rooms. It says it's it's booked for like the next year, uh, and then I tried calling and got the press 10,000 numbers if you'd like to try and find a human. So I don't know, but I would have loved to like, there's like a Caesar sports book, like very near the venue. And I was like, Oh, maybe they have rooms available and maybe it's not $800 a night. Like every Airbnb in Omaha for the last two weekends in June seemed to be the same Caesars as like Caesars palace in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, I mean, they have, like, a shitload of casinos around the world. Um, oh, okay. JP, think... play five seconds of Around the World by Daft Punk. Ooh, yeah. that's a good, <laughs> yeah, that good song. Good one. Yeah. yeah. I believe that's the nice. first Daft Punk mention nice. of the Belligerent mm. Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> well, not the first okay, Daft yeah. Punk. Terry, you sounded like a Daft Punk that's the entire true. episode one time. <laughs> <laughs> That is that that is true. That is true. Uh, definitely not the it's not the first robot presence uh, on, that's on the right. show. Um, but yeah, so I don't. That's cool story, Terry. I looked for rooms in a casino and couldn't find any. <laughs> but I, I feel like the idea of us at the College World Series staying in like a giant sports book across the border in Iowa is a recipe for uh, some good old fashioned fun. That is true. Yeah, Iowa is uh, it's an underrated state. Shout out Joe Weehage, my dad, who lives there. 60 plus. And his 60 plus community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are fans of the state of Iowa on this show. Uh, uh, Super Secret Skinder and I had a great time in Ames, even though we lost. That was the basketball game that started a, <laughs> a season of just <laughs> profound losing. We still had a great time at the game and with the Iowa State fans and in Ames in general. So, Wait, what was the record? Uh, no, we won one conference game. I was gonna say, did we yeah. win any games? We won one game after you guys. Yeah, no, we won Utah. two. We we, we yeah. won. We also beat. Fuck! Now I'm forgetting. 
We were one and zero going into the Iowa State game, and we went. Oh. So we went two and twenty eight. Oh yeah, well, no, we beat we beat Portland State. No, we beat Portland State first. Yeah. Then yeah. we uh. lost ten straight. Then we beat Nichols or Nickel State. Yeah, still yeah. confused on that one. And then we beat Utah. So just your run of the mill basketball season where you beat Portland State, Nichols State, and the University of Nichols. Utah. <laughs> it's actually they they just they just removed the space yeah. between Nichols and State, so it's just Nickelst. Oh, that's Nickel. right. Yeah, yeah. It's playing the nickel slots. That's a little rich <laughs> for our blood. As we just <laughs> JP, what did you do this weekend? Oh man, I, I'm in Benny. I watched so much baseball and softball. It was, I like. It, I was just sitting here thinking, like, what did I do this weekend? And like, other than that, literally nothing. I mowed the lawn yeah. today. Ooh, yeah. Nice. That's that's exciting. Yeah, it looks nice. Dope. Yeah. If anyone has any tips on overseeding in the uh, late spring, I might need to do that. Send us a DM. Are you supposed like is overseeding a good thing? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to ask questions about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally my job to ask questions that keeps the conversation going. And I'm just like, wait, so overseeding like a uh, yard seed, like that grass that grows in a yard. I'm just worthless. I'm sorry, guys. We don't uh, have to but... go in too deep on this. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also watch a lot of baseball. I watched the Champions League final on Saturday as well. Um, that was fun. Uh, don't think anything Oregon State related really happened in MLS this weekend, um, but yeah, just a lot of a lot of baseball watching. Um, I'm excited for our listeners to hear from Mike, as I think people have some capital T thoughts <laughs> on the Pac-12 tournament, <laughs> especially the first time. Um, uh, hot take: I liked it overall, or I like that it exists. Agreed. Yeah, I'm it, it, I, I'm right there with you. I think that you can make the argument that it shouldn't be played in Arizona um, and that it needs to be like a little bit more spread out. And there were some things that I think they could tweak a little bit about it, but it was exciting. Like, even though Oregon State <laughs> didn't win it, it was really fun to watch. There was a shit ton yeah. of runs scored, man. Oh, my God. I know. That's Rob Manfred's wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rob Manfred, do you, here's, here's a question, and I want you guys to answer honestly. It's a two-part question. Mm. Do you think Rob Manfred watched the Pac-12 tournament? And if you do, do you think he got a boner while watching the Pac-12 tournament? <laughs> no, but he still got a boner. <laughs> his yeah, his, his spidey sense told him there was a game in Scottsdale <laughs> approaching 50 runs total. <laughs> I think, though, I, I'd be curious to hear how he would think – or feel about these games because they also every single game was so long. I know. I mean, like so insanely long. long, like way longer than any other the regular season well, games. A high scoring game is going to do that. Oh, of course, but not like, all of them were high scoring. scoring. Yeah, not all of them that high scoring. They were still right, very, yeah. very long. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> so I wonder what he would trade for. Would it be the uh, a shorter game or the or fifty runs? He wants fifty runs in an hour. That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a one pitch walk 
You only you have one pitch to throw in the strike zone, and they're on, their, on the base. It's the year 2060. The entire MLB takes place in Slugger's Bar and Grill, the bar across the street from Wrigley Field with a batting cage in it. Oh, we went every, there. Every MLB player is shit-faced and just hacking at the batting cage, and that's how the World Series is determined. Every game takes 10 minutes, and they play 10 million games a season. And it's only streamed exclusively on TikTok. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out Sluggers, though. Sluggers is a dope ass bar. If you're in Chicago or find yourself in Chicago, check out Sluggers. I do. You can thank us later. That's what I'm. That is what I miss the most. Oh, about. I vaguely remember Sluggers from my one. Uh, actually, oh, you. I've been to Chicago a few times, but that you, is you, the first time. You, you vaguely remember a visit to a bar after a, a Cubs Giants game at Wrigley Field. <laughs> <laughs> Was it first pitch at like 11 a.m. too? It was like a super early game. Something like that. And it, it was like, really cold that it, day. It was snowed. I don't know oh, if it snowed. But it, it snowed. Cold. It cool. snowed when we were, we were in Murphy's Bleachers and it snowed when we were outside. And I had to give you uh, one of I my love gloves. Bleachers too. I had to give you one of my yeah, gloves did, to hold the beer because it was freezing I did, cold. I, I did the whole like local midwestern thing where i'm like it's not cold and then your sister was like terry your hands are yeah. purple <laughs> there is no blood flow happening and i'm like i really underestimated it's it was like may 1st so it could have been 90 degrees but it was really like 40 <laughs> and then it was bad using that as as a segue uh a completely different experience would be uh going to scottsdale to watch the pac-12 tournament it's a dry heat it, it was so hot, but These cowards. I, think, I think we should make plans that we'll, we may or may not follow through on uh, <laughs> of going to Scottsdale next year for the Pac-12 tournament. Scottsdale is amazing. Yeah, and I'm, in, I'm into that. I'm into that. So my wife brought that up, too. She was like, we, we should do this next year. And then she's like, but we also do spring training, and it's really close. I was like, so double right. up. We also said we'll go to the Pac-12 basketball tournament in Vegas, which is three weeks after <laughs> spring training in March. I do have a question, and I saw this proposed on on Twitter by someone on the Beaver fam. I can't recall, but they said, you know, when, when talking about the tournament, they liked it as well, but they wanted to know – is there a better way, a better time to play in Scottsdale? Could we do it at the beginning of the season? And I thought that was interesting. Don't we do that already? Well, we play in Scottsdale, but we don't play a Pac-12 tournament in preseason. And I was thinking about, like, that'd be cool. But what would it mean? What would that mean? If we did a Pac-12 tournament at the beginning of the season, like, does that team automatically get no, in? No, that, should, that shouldn't be it. Well, what is it then? Like, what's the point of playing yeah, a tournament I in preseason? I, there, they would be to like warm up for the season. Yeah, because think about it. If it was an, if you got a bid into the uh, NCAA tournament, no, no, into, a, into, a, into like a Pac-12 championship game or series at the end of the season. Oh, oh, hmm. But then your whole regular season means nothing because you won the preseason tournament. Right. Yeah. Right. I'd say. Uh, I guess not one. nothing. It does matter for like the national, the national yeah. tournament you're seeding. I, yeah. appre- I appreciate the creative thinking. That's the kind of shit that we're here for on this show. I don't like that idea. <laughs> but So do you have to do it in May then, obviously? And then you have to do it in Scottsdale? You don't That's have to do thing. it in Scottsdale. I, yeah. Even like the weather was terrible, but I think you solve a lot of issues if you just add another ballpark so that you're not waiting. Yeah, two games forever. a day at a ballpark. Which seems like like Scottsdale, like that's the 
isn't the point of Scottsdale is it has a million ballparks? (laughs) (laughs) Is it, does it half major league baseball have their own spring training facility? Like two thirds are there now. I mean, they don't share, but still. So, um, but Hey, that, that Scottsdale stadium, that location, you can't beat it. That's the thing. That's what the PAC 12 was leaning into was right there in old town. And that's an entertainment district right outside the door of the stadium. So no driving required. There's plenty of places to stay nearby. Right. And you get people living it up all well, up and down. Then the, the, the no driving more. thing is my favorite part of part of that. And I, Pac-12 is clearly going for the party angle with a lot of these, especially putting the hoops tournaments in Vegas. Vegas, yeah. Um yep. yeah. Smart. They'll, they'll they'll figure it out. It we'll is. get we'll we'll get more into this. I like it. Um I was yeah with that doing a preseason conference tournament. I don't know what it would mean, but also, what the fuck do Tuesday night games against the Ducks in Eugene mean? Non-con it's part of if it's just right. more non-conference. I think it probably helped our seating a little bit. But anyway, go Big Blue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We will get more into uh, both Diamond Sports in a little bit, but I think we've got to we got to talk about uh, uh, some some beverages and what we're what we're sipping on on this. Uh, celebratory Memorial Day evening. I know Beaver Baseball didn't win the conference tournament, but we're still the number three national seed. Uh, it's, it's, I know we, are, uh, we have high expectations in the Beaver fam, but I made the m- mention today that it's like <laughs> Beaver Baseball Twitter seems to be freaking out, and then college base, general college baseball Twitter is like, and the number three team in the country, Oregon State. And I'm like, we can calm down, everybody. <laughs> it's it's going to be fine. Two teams in the entire country had ostensibly better seasons than us. Um, but so, yeah, JP, I know you have a Starburst in front of you. Yeah. But you might have another beer in front of you or I another do. Starburst in front of you. Put me on uh, blast. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's on blast. That, it's a negative connotation. I uh, admire all of Thanks. this. Thanks. Yeah, dude, I'm drinking. I like this. Um, the can it is called this is your brain on science it's a double ipa from uh equilibrium brewery i've had them before but not this beer it's delicious um i gave it a 4.1 oh yeah yeah it's more than four it's it's really the pearls it's a really good balanced double ipa it's a little a little hazy as you guys can see the color but uh, it's got a nice bite to it and um, some sweetness, which is exactly what I'm looking for in one of my thousand double IPAs I've drank in my life. Is that the highest score that you've given a beer on this podcast? Ooh, good question. A 4.1 might be. I think no, I've given a 4.2. No, no. I've given a 4.2. Yeah, I know you've said 4.2 before. Yeah. What's your? Do you do you know your highest score that's like on Untapped? I think I gave something a 4.75. It was like. Uh, um, Jesus, a Mexican wow. hot what? chocolate stout. Was it made of crack, and <laughs> you just got addicted to it in that moment? It's just so good. <laughs> I've never felt this in my life. <laughs> so it was actually a, a Modern Times Monsters Park aged okay. in bourbon like barrels Mexican hot chocolate stout. Damn, Holy that shit. would take so long to order at a bar. <laughs> So I had it in a bottle. I it came in a bottle. It was it was really really good. I got a picture of it. This is wow. what I love Untapped for. Look at that. That's oh. nice. 
Mm. That's me in the background. That's actually Matt's, my, my brother-in-law Matt's picture. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Did he like it as much as you? Oh, uh, good question. I should find out what he rated it. Probably. Oh, yeah. Matt, he he Matt gave was... it the same rating. Mm. Mm -hmm. Copycat. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Copy Wildcat because he went to Arizona. That's true. Oh. You see yeah. what I did there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cat down. Bear down. Bear down. <laughs> Bear, bear down, cats. I, 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 I toured the University it. of Arizona because that was like one of the three schools that I applied to. And they explained the bear down. And I for like it was some guy on his deathbed, wasn't it, JP? <laughs> no. I like, haven't told you the story. I know it was a player. It was like a, a football player. Oh, now was now like, I feel bad if death is involved. Oh, it was, I'm sorry. He wasn't <laughs> on his deathbed. I don't think he was. Maybe he was. I don't, he was hurt. Whatever makes it funny. That's he's what like, bear, bear down. Yeah, he's like, oh, bear down. He had no memory of who the mascot was anymore and just said, bear down. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> delusional on his deathbed. And so he shouted the only words that came to mind, bear yeah. down. Yeah. And then it became the university's like massive slogan, marketing slogan. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Benny, you would have done good great at university of arizona <laughs> that yeah. would have been an awesome combination i'm happy Definitely. i'm happy you were a beeve and that we met in corvallis and became besties but you would have had a time in tucson my friend man i would have gone broke from spending so much money on aloe vera if i went to tucson <laughs> it would have been miserable <laughs> but... I almost I, that beard almost came out of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's funny you should mention that, Betty. This segment of the Blue Piece podcast is brought to you by Aloe Vera, <laughs> sponsoring all three of our very Irish sunburned asses. Now that it's the summertime, <laughs> our skin matches our orange shirts most of the time. That's, That's right. Why uh, yeah, sponsor the pod, Aloe Vera. We, the three of us, use your products probably a lot um, during during these months uh, and baseball season specifically. Uh, Betty got really sunburnt at a baseball game, which was probably discussed on last year's Memorial Day episode. Actually, I think it was. Um, no, anyway. summer, but yeah, his thighs were purple. They were. So the rest of me didn't get sunburned, though. It was really <laughs> weird. Yeah, that's how it works when you miss a spot, Benny. I yeah, I don't. You put remember the sunscreen, sunscreen on while on you're you, you put it on while you were standing up, and then you sat down, and the legs of your shorts shifted and left about six inches of your thigh exposed. Yep. <laughs> and there wasn't sunscreen on those thighs. It hurt really bad too. I have a pretty high pain tolerance for sunburns. As I get sunburned frequently, but that one hurt exceptionally bad. Well, <laughs> I'm laughing. Anyway, be. <laughs> yo, you should be. He's he's fine now. Look at him. He looks great. Well, thanks. How so? What what, what do you have in well, the substances department tonight, Benny? Uh, so uh, nothing for tonight. But <laughs> but uh, I'm going to the store tonight. After we we sign so off, and I'm buying, I'm buying, I'm doing two things for the postseason: baseball and softball. Number one, I'm growing out my mustache. <laughs> oh boy, here yep. we go! It's gonna be like a big old caterpillar crawling across my upper lip. Uh, and number two, I'm loading up on Bazana beer, aka Foster's. Foster's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Noise. It's so nice. Chunder. You could have just <laughs> lied and said you had a Fosters. We wouldn't have called you out on it. But anyway. Nope. Fosters. Not, not yet. I forget what, us. what did Chunda come from? Were those, oh. those, Austra those Australian guys we met in Corvallis that one yeah, time? When the, we were the at the Peacock. They sang oh, yeah. the land down under, but they didn't say down under. They just they said, said Chunda. And they were shouting Chunda. it with like their, their arms flexed and like crouched positions. <laughs> those dudes were crazy. Was it that on your birthday, we Hage? Uh, no. Those were the kids from Norway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the day Aladdin you were dressed, oh. yeah, dressed like Aladdin. <laughs> Not <laughs> actually like Aladdin. But you you accidentally dressed up like Aladdin. <laughs> In college where you where you try you like don't have no, any money, no. but you try to dress nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes and no. <laughs> I know I where you're going with vest, this. I thought a vest would be a good idea. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> How did they get on Chanda down under thunder from down under JP? Please play five seconds of Thunderstruck by ACDC. <laughs> play the lesser known Chanda struck. <laughs> the Australian version. <laughs> oh, Wait, isn't ACDC from Australia? Yeah, they are. Are yeah. they? Yeah. They are! Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. The more you know. We can't bring up Australia on this pod without offending the entire nation. Of <laughs> Travis Bazana and family, I am sorry. ACDC, I'm sorry. From Sydney to Perth, I'm sorry. JP, please play another five seconds of Thunderstruck by ACDC to atone for our sins. Um, I really want to go to Perth because uh, there's a grilled cheese restaurant there that is named in tribute to one of my favorite Wu-Tang Clan members. It's called Toast Face Grilla. What? That's that the good. entire. And then, like, I'll do other stuff in Perth and the nation of Australia as well. Uh, it's not, I'm not just going to go there, get a grilled cheese sandwich and come back. That'd be kind of crazy. It takes 22 hours to get there. But. I really want to go to Perth and go to Toastface Gorilla and listen to Ghostface Killer while I do it and then tweet at him or something. I'm sure no one's ever done that before. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like an original attempt. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I won't ask for a Ghostface song, JP, because we've given you enough to do already in this early in the pod. So I'll uh, relax. But go listen to Ghostface Killer, listeners. Um, this brings me to my beer. Uh, I picked up a few crawlers from my favorite local brewery, Headflyer, uh, this afternoon on Memorial Day because I was hanging out there, doing uh, doing some show notes, rereading uh, some stuff, getting hyped for women's uh, college World Series and uh, baseball NCAA tournament, and I bought a crawler of Crunch Time Citrus Wheat Ale because it is Crunch Time for mm. both. Uh, it's already been crunch time for for the softball team, uh, but it is still crunch time, and it is also crunch time for for the baseball team. And so, with uh, this delicious citrus wheat ale that I would probably give a four if I was on Untapped, about um, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just getting over a cold, so the the tasting is not you know popping right now. But that's my fault, not the beers. Uh, but big fan of Head Flyer and, you know, love a good naming convention. So crunch time. 
in honor of it being crunch time. And our teams already know what to do. They don't need me to tell them. But I figured it was appropriate. So, yeah, crunch time citrus sweet ale. It's a good time. And I'm really glad I didn't open it on the pod. Actually, I wish I had because crowlers. I always have trouble with crowlers. This literally exploded when I opened it. I thought you were going to say your, your fingers are too small to open the tab. <laughs> That is not why. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same size tab as other. Yeah, but it's like it's harder to reach from the edge. It's not. As it is. Close. It is harder. It, yeah, you're right. But mm-hmm. still, it's a wider berth if that matters. And <laughs> I don't know, but it literally it exploded in my face, and I had beer on my face at eight fifty five p.m. Central Time when I opened it to pour it, but. Anyway, that's the story of my beer. <laughs> Probably going to make a book about it. Anyways, for, for my beer, JP's beer, and Ben's a hypothetical Foster's that he will have in two hours. Bazana beer. Cheers. 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 To the beeves. Go beeves. Chop them. Go beeves and chop them. Chop them. For sure. Well, we've got some victorious, awesome teams to, to talk about uh, here. Um, and before we do that, we need to give a shout out to our friends at Seamheaded. This episode of the Belligerent Bees podcast, the 50th episode of the Belligerent Bees podcast, thanks again to all of the Beaver fam who have been riding with us so far, is brought to you by our friends over at Seamheaded. Beaver fam, summer is here. It's about to be June for Christ's sakes. And baseball season, college, pro, softball, all of it is in full swing. And you are not ready for your hot beef summer until you visit SeamHeaded.com. SeamHeaded is an independent lifestyle brand specializing in baseball-themed apparel. You believe If you believe that baseball is more than a game but a way of life, then SeamHeaded is the brand for you. Because baseball is more than a game. We think so. And Seamheaded celebrates the rich history of our national pastime with unique designs for all baseball enthusiasts. And it now has an all-new dope collection inspired by and for belligerent Beavs listeners. That's right. Your three-time national championship Oregon State baseball team and the podcast that's crazy about them has its own line of Seamheaded shirts. They've got a hashtag chop them tea, a belligerent beef jersey. There's a super dope Corvallis map home plate tea, the big Benny Shades kids tea, and much, much more available in men's, women's, and kids' sizes. And as a listener of the Belligerent Beefs podcast, you get, you guessed it, 31% off on all seam headed belligerent beefs products when you use promo code CHOPEM at checkout. So hit up seamheaded.com today to get 31% off the Belligerent Bees collection when you use promo code CHOPEM at checkout for the what, Benny? The noisest discount in the game. So noise. It's a total of 69% off, or 69% total. That's that's what the discount is. That's that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't actually said that, have we? We're children! <laughs> Surprise! No, hey, have you guys seen, though, they uh, they added recently a Gritty Gray's belligerent jersey, which is pretty Dude, sweet. So hell yeah. Ooh. Now, if you're trying to land a nice gray, heather gray, charcoal gray, 
t-shirt, jersey, with the wonderful belligerent script across the front. That's my recommendation. It's pretty dope. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. We should tweet out a link for that. We really should. I'm, I'm going to get one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in this. It's the same belligerent. Uh, but the same belligerent jersey link, and there's this multiple color yeah. options now. That yeah. is, nice. ooh, that is sweet. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna order one of these tonight. Can you send me the link? To noise? Yeah, I'm gonna drop it. <laughs> Can I send you the link to our sponsor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, let's start with softball tonight, you guys. Okay. Guess where we're going? Where? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Fucking Homa. You guessed it, Benny. We're going to the Women's College World Series for the first time in almost 20 years. We are going. We swept Stanford in two games, took care of business in Palo Alto. Uh, Mariah Mazan in the circle. Heroic shit, as always. Uh, Sarah Hendiges closed the door uh, on Saturday uh, to seal the deal. We win two straight games against the Stanford University Cardinal. We beat the tree, uh, at least on the softball side of things. And we're going oh, hold on. I think we uh, we chopped the tree. You, oh, we ch- we chop. Would you say we chop dumb? Chop them? Chop them. As our Japanese listeners would say, we chopped them all. <laughs> <laughs> chop them all down. <laughs> Wasn't it into pieces was part of that tr- translation? Chop them all into little tiny pieces. It was very <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's a cooking show. It's like chopped, but Oregon State. That's, uh, that's what it is. Yeah, we chopped the tree, dog. And now we're going to Oklahoma. Uh, I'm, I was looking at flights. They're not cheap. <laughs> um, and it's a little bit more of a drive from Minneapolis than than Omaha, but I, I haven't said no to the dream yet. And uh, but yeah, exciting shit. I'm guessing you guys watch the games. What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, euphoric, euphoria, and all. This is exciting shit. Yeah, I think that. Uh, well, number one, <clears throat> uh, it was sort of weird and ironic that we were playing Sanford in the Pac-12 tournament and in the Super Regional. Uh, in two different sports, both diamond sports. Uh, but we won the one that really mattered. Um, and this team's fun to watch, man. The fact that they went on such a crazy losing streak earlier in the season and now are going to be playing with the remaining eight teams left uh, in college softball is mind-boggling. And it's um, a testament. I mean, we were talking about it when it was happening of how much that sucks in terms of like on your psyche right um and it's tough to get out of that that losing mentality and and damn did this team pull it together at the right time and and like throw that negative energy out the window and um man we were saying it like anything can happen now throw it out the window all the momentum yeah Yeah, as they throw out the window that's like an understatement i mean they spun it on its head they took that energy (laughs) and maximize the fun and it was so great that uh, espn was spotlighting the dugout all series and just like so hyped so hyped and exactly what we were talking about they're having fun playing they know it's a game it's an important game they understand that but like they're they're just happy that they can play softball and do it at this level and do it at a successful level as they have been thus far 
And I think that kind of vibe is contagious when you're loose, when you're having fun. It, it it really does make everyone else feel like let's just go out there and play our game and see what happens. And they have come out on top now more times than not when they play that way. Uh, I mean, we definitely have to shout out again, Ramazan for just a dominant weekend baller, just elite 17 wins on the game that I say her 17th win with game one. And that is the school record for wins in a season. And She's not done yet. Um, I thought that uh, she struck out 11 batters through the seven innings. So her her, uh, her drop ball was like just deceptively nasty. And every single time I thought the batters were going to put put the bat on the ball, it just disappeared from their, their line of their swing. It was insane. Um Also, one thing that shocked me, I didn't realize it until after that game. So Mariah's got 17 wins. That's a school season record. She also has 17 complete games. So meaning all of her wins went the distance. And that that is just, that's insanity. I mean, what a beast. Um, And then to come in, to come in game two and relieve Sarah and log that save over two and two thirds, like... I mean, she had to have been tired. She's playing both sides of the game. She just pitched the, the entire stretch the day before. It's 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 so admirable. It's it's cool as hell. I mean, it's uh, that I think to me, especially being the lone senior, like it, it, whether or not she feels it, whether or not the team's actually putting that pressure on her, the pressure is on her to set the tone, to to be the example and to be the leader, and she is doing it with how she like uh well you know how she holds herself in the dugout on the field as both a leader and a player it's amazing you know it, it's interesting and a sort of a interesting thought came into my head but people like that specifically her um no matter what she does after she graduates from Oregon state like she's going to be so successful in whatever it is that she does because <clears throat> i mean she's been trying to get to Oklahoma City for you know, this is the fourth year uh, and things were not looking good. And to put the entire team on your back uh, and just power your way through to Oklahoma City. Um, I mean, that is amazing on so many levels, but like the leadership level specifically uh, and her ability to go out and execute um, is, is truly amazing. And I want to clarify, this is her fifth year, though, because she is a senior, but she got the COVID year. So, oh, right, right, right. This is her fifth season. And I mean, that that is resilience. That is yeah. so admirable. I just, I can't, I can't put in enough words how impressed I am about her as, as a player and a person. Right. Just all kinds of records, school records this, this year. Uh, also uh, inspired possibly. Your probably greatest calling card and contribution to the show, JP, pitchers who rake, which applies to to softball and baseball on a lot of levels. Uh, And you can now get pitchers who rake shirts at belligerentbees.com slash merch. <laughs> so if you still have money left after visiting seamheaded.com, go on over <laughs> to slash merch. We got an official NIL deal with Mariah uh, for a shirt that celebrates hers, celebrates the Super Beeves. Um, it's got the number 34 on the back. 
Um, and yeah, so thank you, Mariah, for uh, uh, your collaboration uh, and approval in this process. Uh, we're very happy to uh, to celebrate you. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited for you. I think I'm gonna buy the actual like baseball shirt version of. This I shirt. really like that one. I know. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that, that too. One, that one turned out silky. Yeah. Um, for sure. And then also like on top of it too, like I love the shoutouts we're getting, even though it's it goes in with the the type the type of stuff that we talk about in the show a lot just like we love we love the the swag and the off field stuff and the fun uh but getting the shout out from sports center with like the littest dugout uh, with all of them dancing <laughs> in the dugout before the game was even over it was like the fifth inning and we we're up, up to two zero and the announcers are like oregon state excited to move on to oklahoma and there is still work to do um, and then just, just seeing, uh, the alumni section there in Palo Alto as well. Um, and I don't know, I feel like I'm going to ask uh, JP, I'm going to ask you for a song here, but I, I, <laughs> I feel like, so we like the Oregon state softball has been using this song to celebrate a lot this year. And I've also, I don't know if other teams are just copying us or whatever. I heard some of it during the Virginia tech, uh, Florida game that I was watching. And then I saw UCLA do the same thing, but please play five seconds of you've got to pump it up by Danzel. Don't you know? which just seems to be the, the <laughs> rallying cry and has been in my head this entire fucking run. <laughs> You've got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. Uh, I Something just like about it's so even the team is even more endearing that they are just latching on to a song that came out in 2004 and predates any of our time in college as well. It makes me feel less old. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like Danzel had to have been Minnesotan too, for him to have in the chorus. Don't you know, pump it up. is like, <laughs> what, what, like if my mom was coaching my fifth grade basketball team, like, come on guys, pump it up. You know, Don't you know, pump it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Betty. One, one, one thing that I want to touch on is we've been saying this the whole season is put our baseball and softball team on national TV and you will be rewarded. And uh, it, they waited until the end of the season, but at least they're finally seeing it now. Right. Yeah. We're more fun to watch than any other team in the country. And I say that without watching every team in the country, but it's true. And I just know it. Yeah, I've watched them all. We're the right. most fun. Uh, shout out to Grace Mesmer, too. It was uh, her birthday weekend last weekend in Palo Alto. Came through in the clutch, getting picking up RBIs in in both uh, both wins. Uh, that was awesome. Good shit, Grace. Um, but yeah, this uh, I'm getting so excited just knowing how young this team is. The ESPN broadcast put the graphic on like 10 times over the course of the weekend that we have 14 <laughs> freshmen. And... They always do this, like when the team is like dancing. It's like, and we know this is a young team. They like to have fun, <laughs> but they're like delivering. And this is a team that's going to be good for a long time. And I, I'm appreciating the run right now, and I'm enjoying it, uh, regardless of what happens in in Oklahoma. I'm confident that they're going to pull through and uh, uh, put a great product on the field. But like, just knowing that th this is going to be a fun ass team to watch for the long haul is yeah. just awesome oh i want to circle back to the to the last uh 
the the last you know run for Mariah Mazan, and I want to nominate her for Belligerent Beefs Hall of Fame. Of course, Seconded. of course, she's in. Seconded and approved. JP, give us the lasers and the fire and the firecrackers. I want Tyrannosaurus Rex scream. <laughs> Whatever I, I I mean, you can like add the special effects of these sounds. I know it's way make, more fun if I'm doing them. If you want, if you want, to, Terry, make the beaver voice. Terry, read the read 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 the chapter of the beavers being heroes in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. Uh, <laughs> That'll be in the belligerent mm. bonus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have a, a more adequate ceremony at some point down down the line. But uh, Mariah Mazan, you're in the belligerent bees Hall of Fame. Damn right. Try try that shit on. Select Let's company go. right there. Select very select company. We only induct the best. She's the goat. You are one of the best. The yeah. goat. The goat. Goat in the circle. What, um, do we know when our first uh, first game is? In great Oklahoma? question, Benny. And yes, Thursday at four p.m. Pacific time nice. against the Florida Gators. Oh yeah. You know, I did a little research, and uh, not that we need <laughs> any any more reason to cheer for not that we need to do any research on this podcast (laughs) it's the first time i've done it actually we've been doing this for over a year um episode 50 (laughs) oh it is that's why i was 20 minutes late because i was doing so much research yeah so uh florida um has two alumni in particular that will make it easier for me to cheer for oregon state that is uh, Marco Rubio and Tim Tebow. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck Florida. <laughs> Drop them. What kind of research did you just do? Like, I went on Wikipedia and, <laughs> and looked up notable alumni. You needed Wikipedia to know that Tim well, Tebow I went thought to- that Florida would have more notable alumni than Tim Tebow and Marco Rubio. <laughs> They don't. This is a deep cut that no one's going to care about, but another reason to hate Florida. Do you guys know who else went to Florida? Mark Timmy's. Do you remember, Why do you does remember that, that sound guy? familiar? Is yeah. he the president of our like national fraternity chapter or whatever the hell that was? Oh. Pi Kappa Phi CEO. Oh, he's <laughs> the one who got mad at us. For I don't even think he knew why he was mad at us. Oh, um, we just were too dumb to realize why anyone would be mad at us. Yeah, <laughs> anyways. Uh, we were in the right he wasn't but anyway uh, typical so, yeah my, typical my, uh, Florida alumni one of my <laughs> one of my three oh and Erin Andrews went there and she still owes the Beaver family an apology after she tried to pin the missing uh leak or yeah yeah yes. oh yeah she did do that what yeah. ended up happening with that? It I was two Duck that. fans who got uh, got pulled over driving south on I five within their car. It's always you Duck fans. Being the officer <laughs> pulling them over. <laughs> it's just, guys. I'm still waiting for Aaron Andrews' apology here? after she called us out. Be like, this isn't cool. You're lucky we came to Corvallis. Oh yeah, she that's, did say that. Yeah. yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I didn't whatever. know that. She don't got no 
good job anymore anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck <laughs> Florida. Take that, Florida. We're coming uh, for you. <laughs> my boss went to Florida, so I'm going to tell fuck him. bosses. At, yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck workplace hierarchy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, who else went to Florida? Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith did go to Florida. And he was a cowboy, so fuck him. Corey Brewer. <laughs> Corey Joe, Brewer. Joakim, no. Mike, Mike Miller. Um, well, we know uh, someone who uh, actually, I don't know, who did not, at least does not currently coach Florida is Laura Berg because she's coaching Oregon State and she's going to have the Beavs ready to play. Uh, we can't wait to see her in game interview and how many. Uh, <laughs> Oregon State players uh, stand behind her with the uh, with the coach pose during the interview. That's been my favorite part of this run. Uh, I just <laughs> I, I I love a bit. I love a recurring bit. There is seventeen thousand of them on this podcast, <laughs> and none of them are half as good as the Coach Berg interview pose bit that the softball team is doing. So I hope we keep seeing it, and I hope we keep seeing it through the goddamn championship game. Take it home, ladies. Let's do it. Oh yeah, pump it up. Open it up. It's, 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 it up. it's the same format as college baseball, like in Omaha, right? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. have a so yeah, it's double elimination. Um joining us on our side of the bracket with Florida is also Oklahoma State and Arizona. Pac twelve foe. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so we're now we're battling for who is the OSU. Right. Yep. That's the orange right. and black OSU. The or- <laughs> right. Well, the last time we met the other orange and black LSU in tournament play. The eventual number one pick in that sports draft was involved. Mm, that's and right. We did not have him on our side, but that didn't fucking matter. <laughs> and it worked out victorious for us. We don't need to talk about the football game that happened before the pandemic involving the two teams. That doesn't count. <laughs> this is, I don't po- remember. This it. is post 2020 shit in this new <laughs> world that we're living in. Um, good luck, ladies. Keep it going. Bring it home. And chop the fuck out of them. Whether whether we make it to Oklahoma or not, we don't matter. It's 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 all it's all you. And keep posting the dope content. And with that, we do have to give a a very good shout out and congratulations to friend of the pod, uh, Amy Sinicola, who's been uh, the SID of uh many sports but softball has been one of her sports this season and has done such a tremendous job with all sports uh gymnastics and and rowing uh just across the board and it was announced uh on amy's social media today that she has been promoted to the director of creative media for oregon state athletics nice damn that is Fucking awesome. Uh, Amy, you've done such an incredible job with everything so far this season. It's been so great getting to know you uh, and following all the incredible content that you've been putting together. So excited to see you uh, in this role. And we know that there's just even bigger things to come for Oregon State Athletics and creative content. And we know you're going to keep crushing it as always. So uh, congratulations on behalf of all three of us. And uh, yeah, we'll have you on the pod again. And we'll get beers again. And we're just really proud of you. Congrats, Amy. Congrats. Congrats. Well deserved. That's awesome. Meteor no, rise. Rocket ship, uh, man. But Scotty Barnes did contact us and let us know that it, the offer will be revoked if you don't bring home the college softball national championship. So he, you got <laughs> a little bit more work to do there. Um, but we're confident. He also reached out and asked questions about the time we had you on the podcast last time. 
we we didn't tell him all the secrets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, never. We don't betray our guests, no matter what. No. This, this is, is a, a safe circle. This is a belligerent bond between everyone who comes on this show. <laughs> the Peter fam. So come on the pod, Scotty Barnes, and then Ooh, yeah. th- then you're in the family. Mm-hmm. And then you're in the circle of trust, in the trust tree with the nests. Mm. Uh, JP, please play five seconds of the movie Old School. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but yes, congratulations, ladies, again. Dude, we're so stoked for this weekend's uh, softball. So again, that is Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time on ESPN. Period. Not ESPN2. Not ESPNU. Not ESPN Plus. Not ESPN Plus Plus. Not ESPN8. The Ocho. Not ESPN. The Ocho. ESPN. The worldwide leader. Not the worldwide leader in Oregon State content. That's us. That's why you're here. But channel ESPN. Not this Pac 12 network bullshit that you have to, you know, try and subscribe to something called fubo to get <laughs> it's just everywhere you can go to any sports bar in your neighborhood and be like turn on espn and be like it's already on and you'll be like that's damn right it is and i'm trying to watch oregon state softball and the bartender will be like yeah i am too i am too and like then it's like well the game hasn't started yet play uh pump it up by danzel on repeat the game starts in 45 minutes you really want me to play for that young yes yeah play it play it loud <laughs> it's 4 p.m pacific time do you really think it's yes the people are ready for it for level pacific 11 time. espn you've got to pump it up don't you know don't you know don't you know pump it, pump up. it up you've got to pump it up don't you know pump it up man you're so good at that this is Am why I? we should be a visual podcast all you of sure our dancing it? and singing we're, da- we're dancing so hard right now and we look amazing <laughs> as always it's, it's a very handsome podcast too if i do say so myself uh let's move on the diamond sports we got good another luck, diamond sport to talk about good luck ladies let's kick it over to oregon state baseball which had a, uh, a heartbreaking finish i i don't even call it it's not heartbreaking yeah. but whatever yeah. we didn't win the pac-12 conference tournament championship fucking yeah, fuck fucking mickey mouse tournament to quote titus and tate but we a Mickey Mouse tournament that we support that we want like, to go and to, we, and we want to go to it. <laughs> we want to, yeah. I mean, we go to Disneyland and shit. We fuck with it. Um, <laughs> but first, uh, we're gonna bring on Mike Rooney, this the uh, do it all uh, journalist and analyst who touches every uh, aspect of college baseball, knows everything about every team. You probably saw him on the selection show. And that's why we had to talk to him before the selection show. So a little bit is uh, of our conversation is outdated, but he did a beast of a job on ESPN2. He's been amazing covering college baseball all season. And he joined the pod back in February. It was the day of the Super Bowl, but we were talking college baseball and in depth. And most of his predictions, I believe all of them actually, turned out to be correct. The Beavs are the number three team nationally. They will host a Super Regional if they get through this Corvallis Regional. Uh, so take a listen and enjoy this conversation between your belligerent Beavs and the one and only Mike Rooney. What's up, guys? What's up, Mike? How you doing? Thanks for joining us again. Uh, we last talked to you way back in February, and it feels like 
uh, an impossible amount of baseball has been played just this weekend, but also in the three months uh, <laughs> since then. We're very happy to uh, uh, have you back on the show. Um, we know we, uh, we have a limited amount of time with you, so we figured we'll just get okay. jump right into the questions uh, for this time we have with you. Cool. There's a Sounds lot good. going on in the entire college baseball landscape. Uh, we're gearing up for tournament time, um, so let's uh, love it. Jump right into the questions, uh, and uh, JP, um, I know you got a got a burning thought to uh, give give our friend Mike Rooney to get us started here tonight. Huh. Hey, Mike, how you doing, man? Good, good, very good. Yeah, thanks for jumping on. Uh, I just wanted to get your you thoughts it. on the Pac-12 tournament as it's uh, nearly run its course at this point. We've got you know Oregon State playing tonight against Sanford. We're recording this on, of course, Sunday, uh, May 29th. But uh, you know, specifically, love to hear your thoughts on the. Well, I mean, obviously the tournament itself, but the marathon games, the location being Arizona at the end of May. Uh, specifically, how you were feeling watching that game one against UCLA? Yeah, so I would say I'm. Uh, I'm. I've been in favor of a Pac-12 tournament for a long time. I think it's really important for the league. I think just from an exposure standpoint, I think um, this this year it didn't turn out. Um, to be a benefit in that regard in that, um, you know, like the favorites all won. But I will tell you that like Cal almost made a run at this thing. Mm. Washington almost made a run at this thing. And with no tournament, Cal and Washington season were over a month ago. So I do like that it gives other teams, um, you know, new chances. I like that, you know, for the favorites like the Beavs and Stanford, those, hey, it's a chance to get some other guys in there. I actually don't think having it in Arizona, like I'm open to other places, but hey, like the WAC has had their tournament in Arizona for over a decade and it's fine. So, you know, it, obviously the conditions got crazy and I'd be curious to know what the reasons are, you know, but it, but it's not like playing baseball in the state of Arizona in May is not doable. Like Arizona State and Arizona have hosted <laughs> right. regionals and super regionals. So I, I'd just be curious what, you know, and, and Scottsdale is obviously a destination. But if somebody told me, hey, we want to do it in the Pacific Northwest or Vegas or something else, I, I the only thing I care about is that the Pac-12 does a tournament. Um, but certainly the Beavs and the Beavs and um, UCLA, that game is, that's just nuts. Yeah, I don't even know what to make of that. Do you think we'll ever see a game like that again? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I will tell you guys that, that it's an interesting year. Like offense is way up in college baseball. So it's not like we haven't seen games where teams have scored 20 runs. Now, I just haven't seen a game where both teams scored 20 runs. <laughs> and, you know, and, and obviously both. The, the other thing that's unique about this game is both teams are, are already know they're in the NCAA tournament. So they weren't, you know, burning like your marquee arms at the end. It didn't seem like so. I mean, gosh, the one kid for UCLA wasn't even their starting catcher um, that that went off the Barris kid. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I the one quote I saw from John Savage said there was just a lot of ground ball hits, and that does make sense. I mean, those those fields play really fast mm -hmm. um, that time of year in Arizona, but. Um, I'm still at, like, I have, I drank the Kool-Aid on a conference tournament for the Pac-12 a long time ago. I'm all in on it. I think it's really good for the league. And I think it's a mistake. Hey, I, like the big West still, they're the last, like the last holdout and they're going to have, a, they're going to be a one bid league for the third time in the last four years. So it just, I don't know. I, I just don't think it pays to not have a league tournament. So all in all, a net positive for the Pac-12. 
I think so. You know, and like even even tonight, um, you know, like everybody that's a college baseball fan will be watching Oregon State and Stanford tonight. You know, like I think that's cool. I think it's a good I think that's good for the league. Um, and then, you know, they can now that they've got one, they can work out details as far as where to do it and all those types of things. But um, yeah, I, I'm in. I'm all in. Awesome. Yeah, we I feel like we complain almost on a weekly basis that Oregon State's <laughs> baseball team doesn't get the exposure nationally that they deserve. And they got it tonight, I guess. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sort of, of course, I would imagine your guys fan base. I haven't gotten the details on the injuries, but it sounds like injury wise, it didn't go great for um for the beeves but you know i also say like people complain about the pitching and all that stuff like hey like coaches are not mandated to use you know like no one's saying cooper jerpy has to throw twice this weekend or anything like that it's it's uh those are all choices but it, it that is unfortunate if the beeves um you know head into regionals a little banged up I, you know i guess you could make the argument if they played a regular season weekend they could have just as easily got banged up of but, course um, right you know that 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 would not be ideal obviously to to limp into regionals true yeah and and i guess expanding on uh oregon state specifically throughout the whole season we've talked a lot about uh bazana and uh jerpy and melton obviously um but who has surprised you from uh, oregon state's baseball team the most this year you know i would say that's a good question um i you know justin boyd is the name that jumps out you know like i, I remember mitch uh canham and the coaches being really excited about justin boyd and i just i like like oh, so excited that it felt odd you know like you're just like yeah he seems like a nice player but you guys seem like really excited and they were right right like he's had an incredible year um really is a catalyst for them so you know I, I think Justin Boyd season I think Wade Meckler mm -hmm. I thought was just a nice catalyst but he's really more than that you know he, he's he's a much better player than, than even that so I think you know I, I guess Gavin Logan you'd almost have to throw in there you know I I, I thought catcher was a real issue for the beeves and you know it's it's turned out to be just just fine and you know i think on the pitching side th this didn't play out the other day but one thing i was encouraged about was it seems like jake fennings has gone deeper into games um at least at the end than he had um you know earlier in his career earlier in his career he barely ever got to five innings so you know the the tournament didn't go great but there's obviously some other conditions there so i don't know i guess outside of that on the pitching staff um, you know, I always mess up his name, Ben Ferrer. Is that how you guys say it, Ferrer? We say Ferrer or Ferrer, Ferrer. Tomato, tomato. Elvin, Camara, Camara. Uh, yeah, that's right. We, yeah, we, get made, we get made fun of for getting pronunciations wrong on the show all okay. the time. Yeah. And Oregon State has still yet to provide us with a pronunciation guide across all athletics. So, okay, the ball's in their yeah. court for making sure we don't get these things wrong. Mike. Let's go. Right? We've been Let's asking go. for it. Yeah. So for Ben Ferrer, I'm pretty sure it's Ferrer. Mm -hmm. um, is uh, you know, obviously he's had a great season and. And he doesn't have like he's not thrown in the mid nineties or anything, but he boy he's had, he's really had a great season too. Absolutely, um, yeah. And it it is tough to sort of ask these questions. We're we're talking right now, as JP mentioned, on Sunday night before the Pac twelve tournament uh, championship game takes place. This episode will be airing after the selection show happens, so we don't know who the Beavs are playing in in the regionals, but we do need to sort of talk about. 
expectations for regionals. Um, Mike, I know you will be part of the selection show Madness uh, all, all Monday, uh, breaking down the brackets and matchups across the whole college baseball landscape. Uh, do, you, it, do you have any inkling who uh, Oregon State can uh, expect to maybe be hosting in uh, Corvallis, or who would you maybe like to see as just as an intriguing uh, matchup that the, the Beavs could be facing um, for that group of four in, in Corvallis in the regional starting next week? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, the West Coast teams tend to, you know, keep West Coast teams. So, you know, Gonzaga is an obvious choice. Um, It does not look like they're going to host necessarily. So it it feels fairly likely that Gonzaga is going to head up head up there. You know, maybe San Diego gets sent there or San Diego gets sent to Stanford. Um, Santa Barbara, although Gonzaga and Santa Barbara are probably similarly seated. So probably one gets sent to the Beavs and one gets sent to Stanford. Um, so I th- those are the ones that jump out. Um, you know, obviously Oregon can't be sent there. I can't think of an, any, you know, then I think it just becomes a random once, once they're, they can't bust the teams to certain locations, then, then it just kind of becomes random um, designation. So yeah, th- those are the ones that jump out. I mean, I think Santa Barbara and Gonzaga are the two most prominent names that could potentially end up in Corvallis. All right. And that, Seeing Gonzaga, uh, d- d- that would not d- be d- fun. To d- doesn't see. yeah, doesn't doesn't set the stomach at ease really. Like I, I know we we've played them a lot, we've seen them a lot, but that's a really good ball club up there in Spokane. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we had trouble with them. I would agree. I think I think Gonzaga will be a bad draw for whoever receives them. You know they they really in a year where very few teams have great pitching, Gonzaga has great pitching, uh, especially on the starters side. You know, it's it's typical WCC. They don't have eight of these guys, but they got five of them. And so, um, yeah, I, I I agree, guys. I think Gonzaga is going to be a tough out for somebody. Sort of uh, going in line with with sort of expectations of, of what we're going to be seeing this postseason. Obviously, uh, when we're looking at a potential road to Omaha, we're we're sort of eyeing Tennessee as the team that we have to beat, uh, whether that's early on or uh, you know in that championship series in Omaha. Um, just generally, like, what are your thoughts on what a potential path for Oregon State may look like going from regional, super regional, um, but, but specifically like in Omaha, if they were to get there? Yeah, I mean, I think um, my guess is that, you, you know, the Beavs, it's hard to say where they're going to be rated and maybe what tonight has something to do with that. But I don't think the Beavs would see Tennessee until Omaha. Um, and then, you know, like, I think the, the good news for, for Oregon State is, you know, depending on who's on the mound, but Cooper Jerpy matches up with anybody. I think the top of the lineup matches up with anybody. You know, it's the best defensive team in the country by fielding and percentage. So I think, you know, Tennessee is kind of their own animal. I mean, we kind of know what they are. They're, they lead the, the country in ERA and they lead the country in home runs. So, um, you know, it's possible that when we get to Omaha, the park doesn't play very well for home runs. Like that's a real thing that could, a challenge that could be presented for Tennessee. But, you know, I, I think the super regionals you're probably going to end up matched with is, you know, maybe not a Georgia Southern, but I don't know, maybe like a Notre Dame or an Auburn or a Southern Miss or somebody like that. So I don't think there's a draw out there that Oregon State should fear or, you know, Oregon State is going to play the entire postseason outside of Omaha in Corvallis. They're very hard to beat there. 
And uh, I, I think, you know, if they play well, I think they'll be fine. But of course, you know, like that's the if is you got to play well because there'll be whoever gets sent there, they'll be good. Mike, I'm going to interject here on uh, you talk about Goss Stadium. Is there uh, anything you want to say about that Goss Stadium energy that does uh, put fear in the opponents? Especially, I, I was there uh, the the Pac-12 season finale against UCLA, and it was it was pretty loud. It was pretty rambunctious and full. So as we head into the postseason play, what are your thoughts on that home field advantage? Yeah, I would tell you guys that it's um it's. I don't know that it's an intimidating place to play because it's 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 kind of like only famous in college baseball circles. But I think it's a very uncomfortable place to play once you get there. You know, it's as you guys know, it's not easy to get to. Um, you know, the weather's not always great. The fans are literally on top of the field. So I think it's an atmosphere that sneaks up on opponents that mm-hmm. have never been there before. You don't anticipate it to be as loud and as packed as it is. And you know, it's, it's, it obviously it's a great fan base. It's a fan base that loves college baseball. So yeah, I, I think it's, um, I, I think it's a hard place to play, but it's a, it's, it's, you know, if I was an opposing coach, it would be hard to get my players to understand, you know, like Tennessee and LSU, like those places are so famous. It's probably very easy to get your team's brain wrapped around that. Right. I think Corvallis is, is trickier and it, Hey, and you know, unless you're coming from the West coast, it's not an easy trip. I mean, somebody's going to be coming across the country for that. Yeah, good point. For sure. And I do want to remind all of our listeners and just sort of uh, build you up even more, Mike. When we had you on the <laughs> show in February, you did. Uh, we asked you if there would be a, a super regional uh, chance at being hosted in Corvallis, and uh, you did say yes. And if the Beavs do win uh, this upcoming Corvallis regional, it looks like that will happen. So we are very <laughs> got, excited got about the right. possibility. Got one right. sure. Exactly, that? exactly. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we made it into the top eight. And just sort of on that note, too, um, I think just sort of in the national college baseball landscape, you know, t- Tennessee's been in, in the one spot in most of the rankings all year. I know there's uh, a few weeks where they kind of um, – uh, flip-flopped with uh, Oregon State, who uh, got the one, one number one overall ranking for a little bit. Other than that, Virginia Tech and Stanford have been up there uh, quite mm-hmm. a bit. But other than that, it's there. it seems like 5 through 25, there's been just so much turnover and just so many teams making appearances in, in these rankings. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around like what teams are capable of making noise uh, in the upcoming tournament um, outside of that top four. Is there, are there any teams, maybe one or two that you're particularly bullish on that have been playing well lately, or just that you've seen really come on uh, down the stretch here that uh, fans watching this uh, NCAA tournament should keep their eye on? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, a couple teams that are of interest is, Oklahoma has been the hottest team in the Big 12, and they've got a chance to win that tournament tonight. They're very interesting. That's a team that has improved tremendously over the course of the year. Um, North Carolina is another team. We're trying to count it up right now, but I believe that North Carolina has won 16 of their last 18 games. Uh, They won the ACC tournament, so they're very, very interesting. So those are a couple ones, but I, I think the other element at play in this NCAA tournament is we have a lot of teams that just have some flaws. You know, they just um, they're not as complete uh, as maybe you're used to seeing. And we also are going to have a lot of teams in the tournament. I'm thinking about teams like Campbell and Army. Um, they've been to four straight regionals, right? Straight three straight regionals um, as Southeast Missouri State, two straight regionals. So 
you're getting a lot of those kind of smaller programs, but they've been to a lot of regionals. And I think that makes those teams very, very dangerous as well. Yeah, I, I, I guess it wouldn't feel like a Omaha experience for us if there wasn't a North Carolina, Oregon State matchup. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't, I don't want to give you guys any uh, trauma there, but yes, that's the point. <laughs> was, has, was, wasn't too traumatic for us, but I, I feel like if we yeah. saw that, we'd, we'd everyone yeah, would perk that's up right. real I'm quick. I'm giving the yeah. North Carolina fan yeah, base trauma. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, sorry. No, uh, yeah. Yeah, displacing Actually, the trauma. North Carolina is weirdly the state on the West Coast where we have, other than the West Coast, where we have the most listeners. So if there are any you know, Tar, Tar Heel baseball funny. fans that are also belligerent Beavs listeners, uh, we're not sorry, but we we don't want to declare war uh, j- just yet. That's right. That's right. Um, any any other uh, uh, questions we got going into the the most exciting exciting tournament in college sports? Some would say. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm good. Thanks, yeah. Mike. Thanks a awesome. lot for joining, jumping yeah, on. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, right. you guys have fun over the next couple of weeks. Should be a blast. Absolutely. We'll, we'll be, we sure uh, we'll so. be paying attention. Thank you for all of the, the great coverage, Mike. And uh, yeah, best of luck. I don't know if you plan on sleeping over the next few weeks <laughs> or anything like that, or if you <laughs> have much. that in your schedule, but uh, no. get, get some rest. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be following every step of the way. All right. Appreciate you guys. Take care. All right. Thanks have so much, Mike. You too. All right. See you guys. See you later. He's always so fun to have on. Yeah, he's great. Right. Yeah. He can just yeah. just shoot the shit. Like he's just easy yeah. to do that with. Right. right. What we should Agreed. do like at some point, I feel like we could just like take the whole rank like not the top twenty five rankings, but like every ranking. Like so it's like the top two hundred teams in the country, or whatever, and then just pick a random number and like how he brought up like Campbell. Just be like, What what do you think of the number two starter for Campbell? And he'll be like Oh, oh, yeah. Well, like Logan Smith, you know, he's got a great two seamer. Uh, change up lacks. <laughs> okay, so you guys, you heard it from Mike. You heard it from Mike. Uh, we're in the the tournament. We're into regional play now. We've got New Mexico State at home on Friday at Goss Stadium at Coleman Field, seven p.m. Pacific time. That game will be on ESPNU. Uh, Vanderbilt and San Diego round out the regional. Uh, this is coming up. We talked to Mike just minutes before a nine to five loss against Stanford in the PAC 12, uh, conference tournament. Uh, then we got to see him do his thing, killing it on the selection show all day. Uh, so just where, where are you guys at right now? Uh, in, uh, just like, like talk to me, let me know how you feel. Uh, the, the, there's a range of emotions on Oregon state baseball Twitter right now. So just, uh, let what, how are we feeling boys, New Mexico state on Friday, potential, potential super regional host. If, uh, if we can get through, I'm, I'm feeling good. I, I think that, um, you know, Oregon state really is going to have to, uh, have a number of, uh, you know, bad things happen for them to not get through in my opinion. Um, in other words, they're going to have to beat themselves in, in some way. Um, I know a lot of people are uh, sort of nervous about the the Vanderbilt draw. Um, Vanderbilt was a fucking amazing team for the last like five years. Um, right. But but they are having a down season this year. Yeah. Um, they, they had a losing record in the SEC. They finished with the eighth best record. They got knocked out in the first round of the tournament, uh, the SEC tournament. Um, not saying that they're a pushover or, or that we shouldn't take them seriously, um, but it is not the same Vanderbilt team that won the college baseball world series. 
Um, and so the, I really do think that we have uh, one of the easier paths through. Uh, San Diego um, won the West Coast uh, conference tournament um, where they had, actually, I don't know if they, if they beat Gonzaga, I would imagine that they did because Gonzaga would have been the favorite in that tournament. Um, but uh, it, it sounds like Gonzaga maybe is having a little bit of a slump going into the postseason. Um, so I really don't know what to make of that. And, uh, and New Mexico has a losing record, which is um, it's New Mexico state, which New Mexico I'm, state. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to nitpick, but just no, it's we, New Mexico. We played New Me- because yeah, we played, New we played New Mexico, which is a different we, team. Than that's New right. Mexico state. Yes, that's right. That's right. And I did a little bit of research there too. You know, who went to New Mexico state university, <laughs> Kevin Johnson. But not that Kevin Johnson, the CEO of Starbucks, Kevin Johnson. <laughs> Boo, so, Starbucks. So was he involved with the Sonics leaving Seattle? Because probably not. <laughs> probably not. This Starbucks. But, we're we're just putting our foot down as anti-Starbucks. They didn't have a whole lot of notable alumni. <laughs> so I'm going with what I. Fuck what you, I, Starbucks. I wonder how you're going to even be able to function with us talking shit about you. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. Starbucks. You went too far this time. (laughs) No coming back from this one. Right. I think that, um, I I mean, Oregon State's playing lights out. And um, I I think they are. I mean, they're, (sighs) I want them to be. Look, they look. Looked, they look. They look good against Stanford. Their pitching wasn't great, but um, I don't know. But our pitching, our pitching should be recovered and in a good spot by then. Right. And they're not throwing in hundred degree heat for five straight days. Right. Look, here's yeah. what I want to say. I don't think that our team is firing all cylinders right now. Defensively, we are out of whack. We've got injuries that are putting people in positions that they're not accustomed to playing to. We got backups in. The pitching staff looked tired, and I don't know how many times I need to say it. Of course they're tired. It's literally <laughs> the end of a long season. They've thrown a lot of innings. It happens in every year of baseball playing, whether it's professional, minor league, collegiate, high school, doesn't matter. Pitchers tend to be fatigued by the end of the season. That is why you see professional teams monitoring workload put all of that on a shirt jp (laughs) (laughs) but that's what i meant by lights out just for the record (laughs) but like think about it like there are teams that are counting every single throw and pitch in major league baseball in the minor leagues for some of their star their star arms and you kind of do that on the collegiate level but there's a little bit of like let's get out of Let's get what we can out of this guy while they're here. Like you have to milk it. So these these guys they just are tired, and I and I think the rest for the next few days will pay off handsomely. Uh, I think it was on full display against UCLA in the game one for both sides, whether it was the the heat and just the wear and tear of having random game times throughout the last few days. You mean pitching until one in the morning's not typical for <laughs> yeah. a pitching staff to deal with? And then I think like Cal used to say the Cal team went to like Whataburger after the game and they were there at like two forty five in the morning. Like I so mean crazy. That's just crazy. So imagine being the two employees high as shit at that Whataburger. 
<laughs> a hungry, complete collegiate baseball team shows up. <laughs> but uh, so I, wa- I want to move on from the Pac-12 tournament. Like, look, yeah, we already we, we settled we all of that. It's we over. talked about it. But yeah. uh, we're hosting. That's wonderful. We're number three in the nation. I think our draw is fairly good. I'm a. I I would say Benny. Uh, not like you. I am a little concerned about Vanderbilt. I mean, they. I think they had a. They had a tough season the rpi is seven um yeah, they beat florida they beat arkansas of course they're lost to kentucky south carolina not great uh they don't really have like a dominant player that like can take over the game so i think that's like a team effort that if they are firing firing away like they will be trouble still even in like a slightly down year for a vandy squad the team I am worried about is actually San Diego. Because I'm worried about San Diego, too. They have nothing to lose. They beat Oregon. They beat Gonzaga. Like, like yeah, they got beat up in conference, too, by Pepperdine and, and San Francisco. Those USF. are good teams. Yeah, but, I mean, like, they've got uh, – so I've gotten this from the uh, CWS 24-7, right? And they, they've got a dude, uh, Caleb Ricketts. He's batted 375 with 16 bombs, 53 ribbies, and – like you slowing down that kind of offense when our arms are this fatigued, if they don't recover over this slight break they're getting right now, I, it'll be worried. I'll be worried about facing him. I, I, I actually want to project that a little bit further though. I, I'm not worried about New Mexico state. I'm, I'm not going to literally now because this yeah. New, New Mexico Uh but I actually am more actually, worried about hosting the, uh, uh, the super regional because do you know who we're aligned to play potentially if they upset in their regional? UCLA. UCLA. And I don't want to do that again. Right when I saw their name come up, I went, <gasps> <laughs> Yeah. That was the exact noise I made. I went, <laughs> I really, really. I don't want to don't see these fuckers see again. again. I don't yeah. like those guys. They give us trouble. Uh, I'm worried about San Diego, too, entirely because I made fun of Oregon on Twitter when they started the season 0 3 against San Diego. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's Barba right is a like, bitch terry but but or or she's not and she she's great could be a I don't know, lady karma man karma whatever um they then we, we need our pitchers uh, to uh to, to pitch well to pitch because in <laughs> in pitchers in the west coast pitch. like kickers fucking kick pitchers in, fucking pitch. they need to fucking throw lights out because because uh, in the West Coast Conference Tournament, San Diego's run totals, they had four total games, was 10 in the first round, 22 in the second round. Oh. Uh, and then in the championship series, it was uh, it looks like best of three. So they scored five in the first game against Gonzaga and then 15. So th- their bats are hot right now. So to your point, they could be they could be trouble. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's going to be tough no matter what. That's what these. All, was, of, yeah, all of these teams know how to play. No one gets in by accident. You know, Grand Canyon was one of the last four teams in. We saw them in action this year. Mm-hmm. We know how good of a baseball team that is. Mm-hmm. None of us wanted anything to do with them. So it's going to be a fun regional. Uh, they can't take anyone lightly. It all starts with uh, New Mexico State. New Mexico. New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico. On, on Friday Nichols. night at uh, at uh, Goss Stadium at Coleman Field, and it should be 
a fun ass run. One one final thought about the regional, and I'm just wondering, sort of uh, thinking out loud here. Um, but San Diego, <clears throat> Oregon State, uh, and um, New Mexico State all made it to at least the finals, right? Uh, so there was a lot of baseball that they played over the weekend and Vanderbilt got knocked out in the first round. So their pitching staff specifically is going to be well-rested, whereas the other ones are um, are not. So, so I wonder, I wonder so if So we need that Vanderbilt-San Diego game to go into like 18 innings. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Well, yeah, you heard it here. And be on the lookout for the Vanderbilt Whistler. That, that is a nice. That's Stop a, the Whistler. That's a Stop nice nugget, whistler. Benny. I know you're you're being self-deprecating about research. That that was a very nice note. They don't call you Benny Scoops for nothing. Yeah, I have some some nuggets in there every once in a while. Yeah, especially chicken nuggets or Ooh. weed nuggets or weed nuggets. Ooh yeah. Or Both. weed nuggets. Weed, weed nuggets. Chicken nuggets. And weed nuggets and then chicken nuggets. All right, it's not Benny's bonus <laughs> belligerence yet, but that 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 made me hungry, happy and sleepy. Uh all in one. <laughs> um, Wait, and also shout out Garrett Forrester. Oh yeah, we got shout out Garrett Forrester. Oh, yeah. We didn't win the Pac-12 conference tournament, but we did have Garrett uh <laughs> Garrett Forrester who uh, a, a friend of the pod and an ex-girlfriend of someone on the pod, we won't say who, uh, refers to as Garrett Subaru Forrester. Uh, hilarious stuff. Um, <laughs> it was named the MVP of the, the inaugural Pac-12 conference tournament. So congratulations to Garrett. That's cool. That, that is cool. cool. That's a trophy for the trophy case. Shelf. Well, no one will ever be the first except no one, for him. No, yeah, no one will be. Uh, yeah. Not another like your first. Is that the saying? I don't really know how it goes. I think so. Right. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Remember that one, Pac-12. <laughs> right. but, but, hey, before we move on from baseball and uh, just talking about coverage, I do want to give CWS 24-7 a shout-out. Shout-out Mark Garland. Dude, Mark is the shit. Mark's so good. He's a good dude. He does a great job covering both Diamond Sports. If, if you're looking for coverage in between episodes, which we don't even really provide great coverage on our episodes. <laughs> hey, 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 hey now. I would say Mark is your guy. Mark. Give him a follow on Twitter and follow CWS 24-7. They've got every single matchup locked down. They are going to be the go-to source this season. That's awesome. Uh, before we go, we have to uh, give uh, another uh, couple of um, shout outs to members of the Oregon State uh, athletics community. Carson Berry, uh, Oregon State golf, uh, or dynamite Oregon State golfer. Uh, his trip to the NCAA championships at the Greyhawk golf course came to an end Sunday. Uh, he finished with a round of five over. Uh, 75. It was his second trip uh, to the NCAAs, and um, it is being reported by OCBeavers.com that Barry will return for the 2022-2023 yes. season. Nice. Um, he uh, has been lights out for for Oregon State. So congratulations on a great season, Carson. Uh, it's been it's been fun go, Carson. to follow you. Um, at, please uh, go pl play with us at Tristine sometime when we're in Corvallis. I need some tips and some help. Uh, haven't even made it to the range since the range is out here opened. I keep saying I'm going to, uh, but I did. I do have my I have I have my clubs this like in my closet, like out like right by the door. I can grab them anytime I drive by a driving range on my way to and from work every day. So I really don't have an excuse. 
Um, but yes, great season, Carson. Uh, we're proud of you and can't wait to see what you've got cooking for 2022 and 2023 as well. Congrats, buddy. And Oregon State women's rowing, uh, they conclude their historic season with a 14th place finish in both the varsity eight and second varsity eight, uh, finishing at the NCAA championships. That is awesome. Uh, Alexander Hutchinson, Rebecca Logo, Logan, not Rebecca Lobo. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maddie Tosa, Rebecca Camplin, uh, and Anna Mishi. I hope I'm getting all of uh, the names right for the varsity four C finals. Um, and then the second varsity eight, uh, Charlotte Gregory, uh, Beggy Flash, Anna Schulhoff, Shelby Larkin, Tori Hawken, Maeve Donnelly, Zoe Bishop, Hannah Iha, and Emma Bernou. Uh, congratulations, ladies, on a historic season for the Oregon State women's rowing program, 14th plate finish at NCAA championships. Absolutely nothing to sneeze at, just continuing the trend of Oregon State athletics finishing in the top 16 of shit uh across the board in all kinds of athletics jp what do you have buddy i want to give another shout that we missed okay you can phrase it like that and call me out or you can just give the shout out yeah shout out <laughs> jacob miller petrol player of the year oh, oh hell right. yeah and is it has Coopy <laughs> has Cooper Jerpy been named pitcher of the year yet, or is that just Mike Rooney saying that he thinks Cooper Jerpy will be play, pitcher of the year? I haven't seen anything. I don't, uh, I don't he, know if they have something. a pitcher of the year. I, I think he's just saying there he is the pitcher of the year. Yeah, uh, like when Britney Spears called Michael Jackson the artist of the millennium, and Michael Jackson thought he was like in like the official artist of the millennium award, and it was very confusing and uncomfortable. Poor uh, Mike. It's all right. He did so much bad things to his face. He's just and and otherwise. Uh, but anyway, that's not what that was about. Uh, congratulations, Jacob Melton, from your from your biggest wet blanket hater. <laughs> I'm genuinely happy for you. I hate this. Just trying to be a you know unbiased, pragmatic real journalistic source of coverage and entertainment and this is what happens jacob melton all-star player and human being and no matter how many positive things i say about him for the rest of my life the beaver fam will just be like you're the fucker who said you wouldn't break the home run record. <laughs> fuck you dude <laughs> it's a record for a reason it was standing for a while i just ah I hope he breaks it. I hope he breaks it. He's climbing still... the RBI ranks. Yeah, he's close. Yeah. Does postseason play count? Yes. Oh. Mm. Oh. Ooh. Mm. It just got a little bit more interesting. I think he's going to be next in line of Oregon State uh, great hitters, uh, great batters, great hitters in Major League Baseball with oh. Jacoby. Both yeah, of Jacoby... those terms are acceptable. <laughs> Jacoby and then Conforto. Uh, Adley's going to be a fantastic uh, batter as well. I think Melton's going to. What about your, your dude, your fake Nick Madrigal? <laughs> fake Nick Madrigal and real Nick Madrigal. Uh, yeah. Trevor, Trevor Larnack's having a sneaky, nice yeah. season right now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's walking yeah. a lot. Andrew Susak had a good year for the Giants and won a ring. Oh, motherfucker. 
That came out way more tired, like venomous than I wanted it to. <laughs> anyway, shout out to the Diamond Sport. Shout out Carson Berry. Shout out Jacob Melton. Shout out Oregon State Women's Rowing. Shout out Amy Sinicola. Shout out Joe Hedberg. Shout out veterans and uh, American servicemen everywhere. Shout out Beaver Fam. Shout out seam headed shout out us for making 50 of these i think 50. that's kind of cool whoa shout Crazy. out us you made 50 50 50 50 cent we're like 50 cent we're we're gonna hang upside down for the next 50 just like he did how long do you think he was hanging upside down for it was a long time like <laughs> i bet a really long time i i honestly think like His someone head very swollen so, like someone panicked and like put him down there and then was like, oh, wait, his cue's not for another eight minutes. And uh, th- then he was, he was just like, whatever, I'm a pro. I've, I've been hanging upside down longer than this before. And then they're like, wait, what? And, he was, and then he just uh, started, go shawty, it's your birthday. And we're going to party like it's your birthday. And I'm upside down because I'm 50. Hey. <laughs> JP, please play five seconds of In the Club by 50 Cents to drown out what the fuck I just said. That all happened and we all let it happen. <laughs> Sorry. From all of us at the Belligerent Beeves podcast, uh, who are very excited about what our softball and baseball teams are doing. It's a special time, Beaver fam. Just no matter what, uh, make time to enjoy it. Watch the game with your friends. Watch them with your family. Get to Goss if you can. Get to Oklahoma if you can. Uh, Hope we get another trip to Omaha. Just take the time. Watch some of the games. Forget about everything else that's going on in your lives and in the world. And just make room to, you know, appreciate what these young athletes are doing uh, and have fun with it. And Benny, you look like you've got a burning thought in uh, <laughs> yeah. that brilliant head of yours. I just want to shout out the um, the people that made the trip down to Scottsdale. Mm. The, the fact uh, that the Stanford player who hit the home run in, what was it, like the bottom of the eighth? Uh, had uh, shushed the crowd when his school was a thousand miles closer to where the game was being played is right. a testament to how well uh, Beaver Nation travels. And, so te- awesome and, and technically, the host team in in the championship game. And hey, also, also shout out yeah. Sign Guy. Sign Guy was great. Sign guy, you did a good yeah. job. Yep. Yeah. Sign Guy is the new Marlins guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you. Uh, please remember to uh, give us five stars on Spotify and on uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, subscribe both places if you haven't yet. Share the show with a friend uh, and help us grow the show that way. Send the Patreon to people. Get in the Discord and join us. It's a lot of fun. Uh or my esteemed co-host, J.P. Bertram, at the Treal J on Twitter. He's too Treal to be real, and at J.P. Bertram on Instagram. And, of course, as always, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weehage, a.k.a. Benny Scoops, a.k.a. Benny with the good quaff. He's Benny L1986 on all of your shows. social channels. <laughs> Get through the final seconds of the episode. Terry, we can do this. My name is Terry Horseman at Terry Horseman on Twitter, formerly at Terrence Horseman on 
Instagram. We've done 50 of these. We're going to do 50,000 more, whether you like it or not, Peter <laughs> fan. I hope you like it. I hope you like it. <laughs> we really hope we you like it. We try hard. And if you don't like it, just stop listening, and we won't take it personally. You should listen to things you enjoy, and if that's not <laughs> us... I hope you find another podcast that scratches that niche for you. <laughs> um, let us let us know. We'll have suggestions. We listen to other shit too. Uh, tune in. Softball Thursday, baseball Friday, all kinds of dope shit. Remember to turn into everything uh, and get excited. Remember, you've got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up. Remember, you cannot spell Chopum without hope babies chop them chop them chop them and bring back bernice baby